0: Welcome to Tales of the Valley, a series where you'll meet some of the personalities and characters of the Manning Valley. Hello, I'm Cynthia, and my first guest is Donna Ballard, one of the original minds behind the renowned Acoustic Festival, held every October for the past 13 years in Wingham, New South Wales. It takes courage, skill, a lot of blind faith to make something like this such a success. With 2019 festival upon us, I chatted to Donna about the creation and the driving forces behind the event. Hi Donna. Hi Cynthia. Thank you for doing this with us today. My pleasure. We'll have a chat about the acoustic festival. Mm -hmm.
1: What inspired you to start a three day music festival? Well, almost
0: 13 years ago?
1: Yeah, our first festival was in 2007. And I guess it wasn't me that really had that first inspiration. Um, The first inspiration really came from the Wingham Chamber of Commerce. A couple of those committee members were Marcia... Burke from yes. Ashley Road and Janice Irving who oh, had right, a little yes. art gallery at that time in Wingham and they really wanted to bring an event to the area to bring visitors in. To a, Wingham in particular? To Wingham in particular at that stage it was very Wingham centric and it was about getting people there to realise there was some amazing performers and artists in our area especially um, there'd been some terrific musicians come out of Elands in that area and we felt like we already had this lovely creative vibe happening in Wingham and we needed to have an event to sort of showcase that that in some way yeah yeah so how did you get involved in it I got involved because um those guys all have great ideas and my husband got on board because he knew musicians but then they needed someone to do the uh you know the minutes and the boring Um, administrative so you were doing the administration all those regulations the compliances yeah well at that stage it was really just taking minutes of the meetings and trying to keep them on track with what they spoke about last week to this week and <laughs> and keep them on track and and giving keep it, them slightly focused yeah giving it some shape yeah and you know when is this going to be on and who's going to do what by when that kind of
0: task So, what, stuff. what made
1: you decide was it always in october it's always been in october because we knew being an outdoor event it was going to always suffer from the elements with rain or whatever and when we checked the charts. October was usually the driest month so we thought right that's got to be the best chance of having good weather. So, that's And initially
0: it started in the park in Central Wingham?
1: Yeah mm-hmm. it, it started in the park because again we were hoping that that was going to vitalise the businesses around the park to be open and for them to get some real economic benefit from the people coming to the town. And was it a three-day event initially? No. No, it was no just, just one, one day. day? Yeah half a day. Oh with.
0: half a day. <laughs> and I was just you know wander in and give a gold coin if you want to. Oh, so it wasn't even like a ticketed event or anything like that? No. It was just very we, um, casual,
1: very... Yeah, it was very much a trial that, yeah. that first year, I guess. Um, we were fortunate. Kevin Bennett from The Flood is a country singer, lovely artist and loves regional areas and loves getting involved from the very beginning to help someone do something. So he came yeah. along as a headline artist. So at least he had some... So did you have to factory. talk him into that first one? Uh, we had to get in touch with him. It wasn't like he just came along and offered. We had to find people that wanted to come along. Um, so we got in touch with a few people, but, yeah, he said yes. So how did you actually talk them into coming to Wingham? I guess we had to sell it a little
0: bit. Yeah, we had how to did you them, actually sell Wingham to them?
1: Sell them on the idea that we felt it was a creative area and that from this bigger things will grow, like we're only just starting out. We just need something to kickstart us off. Mm-hmm. So if they were... Just wanted to be involved from the beginning to say they might have helped out at the start, that kind of thing. To... We didn't, ha- we didn't have any idea it was going to last more than three years, so <laughs> we had to talk it up a bit and, and just say what a beautiful area it was and. Offer us some nice accommodation and oh, so did did you actually pay the artists? We paid him, yeah. We right. we have always been about paying the artists. Yep. Um even anybody that played on that day got money. Got money. My mm. husband's a musician and he gets very tired of people thinking that they can give their art away for nothing. Do it for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which people do expect a lot, do don't expect. Pay. Oh, you know, come on and play half an hour, it'll be good for you. Yeah, it's just half an hour. It's
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not thinking they have to lug instruments Buy strings, buy, buy strings paper, petrol, like,
1: all that sort of stuff. It yeah. takes time out of the day, yeah, night life, family life and everything. Yeah. Given some people will do it for not much. Yeah. Even to pay them not much is better than nothing i think nothing's a real insult so we never do that never do that
0: so did you find there was any resistance to the event at the beginning or was it always a really
1: i don't remember any resistance that's Um, good people on were on board from the start there was always some concerns about whether it was going to be noisy one of the decisions was that we did go to Central Park rather than down near the Wingham Brush on the river. Oh, right, Because we knew there used to be festivals down there which were really good, but there was a fear that that interfered with the the flying foxes in the brush oh, of course, so we thought right. if we stayed away from that space we'd so that environmental thing wasn't an issue yeah we'd have more success in the park plus it would tie in with the businesses in the town so.
0: right and so then what made you move it to the showground and uh, when did, did
1: you do that uh, we moved in 2012 right and we always do surveys of the event and lots of people were saying that they would love to be able to camp on site and they were wanting to be able to camp on the Central Park. And so that obviously, it had gone from a day event to two days? Yeah, by then it was two days. Two days? Correct, it was two days by then. Um, Yeah, and because people were saying they wanted to camp and they said, look, you'll get a whole lot more people if you open it up to camping. And we thought, okay, maybe we could do that. And there'd been a new showground committee come on board at the showground so a little bit more progressive at that point a bit more they? progressive a yeah. bit more welcoming they were they were kind of reaching out to us so as it well. wasn't that old showground this is what it's going to be for no, no no they were a bit more inviting and a bit more hey you should give it a go yeah so that that yeah that door kind of opened up and we thought we'd be mad not to do it so and that that was when the festival really started to grow from about 2012. So by that point was it a, more than a regional event, it become a state event, national event? Well, I'd still say it was re- I'd still, it's still say, say it's regional. a fair extent regional. We do get state funding, but in 2012, we were definitely still regional. You know, there were, we hadn't really got a lot of destination New South Wales money by that point, um, One of the reasons that we started to get that money was because we did move to three days and they could see that people were going to come in and stay longer. That it wasn't actually an event and a destination for them to go to. Yeah, their whole vision is about getting people into areas to stay. And keeping them there. Yeah. So they'll look at other er things in the area as well. Yeah. And the first year that we were successful with that funding was because we wrote the application around the fact that people could come in and tour around the area, you know, go to Ellenborough, all those typical things that people say, you know, go to Ellenborough, go out to the beach, do all these other day trips from the festival. that wasn't just about the festival. We were talking about what people could do while they were here. Yeah. So, so by that point, a three-day event, so how hard is it to get talent for those, over those three days? Getting the talent is never hard. Oh, never hard. That's no, good. people people want to play. They love to be out on the road travelling. Um, I guess getting a headline artist at that point was still a little bit tricky because we hadn't really connected in with anyone. If you just go to the big agencies like Harbour any of those well-known artist agencies you tend to pay a premium for that artist because that's just what they do you yes. know you've inquired oh you must really want them here it's a really high price but you can, once you get to know the people that work with the artists rather than going to the agency you can often get a price agreed and then just go to the agency to get the contract so a lot of it is at word of mouth yeah. amongst the a musicians and amongst the talent like go go to this event it's a great event yeah yeah so for us The door that opened there for us was with Wendy Matthews because she lives at Coffs Harbour. Oh, of course. So she was close. Um, Her fee was very reasonable. We then connected in with her manager at the time and he manages lots of those artists that I guess we've since had, you know, Richard Clapton, all those 80s artists. Yeah. So it just means that we can connect with him. He's a lovely guy. And does that also bring in a new audience as well? Um, Yeah, I guess they do tend to tell other people. That's when we started to get known a bit more we have people coming up from the Hawkesbury and the Central Coast um, because of those links that those people know. So no matter how much you advertise and all of that sometimes, it still seems to be word of mouth. Word of mouth, yeah. And on our surveys now, it's still, you know, 43% is word of mouth. I'm here because of someone told me I should come. So those surveys and that feedback you
0: get from the events is obviously really important really and valuable. allows you to tweak it for the next event. Yeah. It's like, okay.
1: Otherwise, you're just doing it from what you think rather than you want the audience to be telling you what you want. Yeah, what they want and yeah. what's going to work for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And one of the things I really like about
0: the festival is that you've got those two stages. Yeah. So at no point is there sort of a
1: lull in the event or anything like that. There's always something We've happening. We've been debating about that just this oh, year, really? actually, because it costs us a lot to have the two stages. Mm. So we're trying to justify yeah, that, that whole fact. Is there a real benefit in that? People say in the surveys, we love it. We can sit there. We see stuff continually. Yeah. But it's a big cost to have that second stage as well. I suppose. So we're still weighing that up.
0: But yeah, but the other nice thing that with the event is that you also have the other performers and the art exhibitions, so you've really developed that
1: whole, Yeah. it's a whole event. Uh, like, and we had a, a meeting. Just music. Yeah, we had a meeting last night and because the music has been locked in now since February for this year, that's kind of done and dusted. So we're very much this year focusing on what we're calling our demonstration exhibition space. Um, we're moving the stalls down on the other side of the show ring, so they'll be at the back of the stages. So we'll sort of have st- stalls, music, and exhibition spaces. So you're using the entire showground now? Yeah, so up near the tea rooms, which was our stalls area, we're mm-hmm. going to use that for exhibitions. So we've got, you know, you can do beeswax wraps, and we're hoping to get the um, backtrack boys over with their dogs. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Anyway.
0: Yeah, we're trying. Oh, to, so
1: they're like cattle dogs that do that. Yeah, the, the, the jumps, but they're yes. with um, boys that have been through the like the agility justice. things. And yeah. oh, yes, so yes. it's more about the guys as well. So it gives yeah. them um, a reason to get out of where they live to bring their dogs over and showcase their dogs. So oh, for that, me, I fantastic. love the feeling of helping the guys, yeah. but the the exciting bit is the dogs. Like the dogs. Oh, for sure. Support. So yeah. yeah, and what and what another
0: level added event to?
1: Yeah, yeah to so showcase. we'll still have our recycled art, and we'll still have. You know, instruments, and we're going to have yoga and, and the, barbecue. We're not going to do the barbecue. We're not going to do the barbecue this year. We felt when we're all about environmental sustainability, that's a hard one. It didn't really mesh that well with mm-hmm. how we are. So the zero waste thing—that's that's, yeah, that's, that's a really that's uh, we're trying to be zero waste by next year now. So we set a three-year goal. Um, that's last... a fairly significant goal. It's a fairly significant <laughs> goal. But last year, even with the, we had terrible conditions last year. We were still sixty-five percent. Um, diverting our waste from landfill. So this year um, we've put all sorts of um, rules and regulations and targets out, mainly on our stallholders this year because yes. that's where the, a lot of the waste is generated. Comes from. Um, they're actually going to be charged a penalty if they don't have the right kind of gear. And we're for the campers that are there. We're going to give them um, for fifteen dollars refundable. They get three little buckets: one for recycling, one for waste, one for so that they can do it at their campsite. Because last year's results showed that a lot of the times they were just dumping everything into one bin and at the end that all go into the bin. Well, oh, right. oh, the yeah. campers, we need to work with the campers. So yeah, so oh, when next year we'll you be So when you said
0: good. last year, terrible
1: conditions? Yeah.
0: Bit of a, yeah, how do, how do you deal with something like that when the weather is
1: affects you so much? You've just got to put the safety of people at the front of your mind and not think about anything else. That's how we handled it. Um, Did you realise the weather was coming in? We realised at about lunchtime on the Saturday that the weather was coming in. We were checking on our phone. At that point, I got in touch with the SES and got them to come up and do an assessment of the site in the daylight because we knew it was going to hit in the night. So we wanted them to... So had you had them on standby? Yeah.
0: yeah. So they came up,
1: did an assessment of the site, were on standby. Um, They came then immediately when the storm did hit. Um, Because it was a fairly significant storm, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know you're not normally outside in a storm, (laughs) but I thought, wow, this is even if you were inside your house at home, you'd be thinking, this is a storm. Yeah, it was a ripper. So um, the SES... So did you lose any equipment? Equipment got wet. At that stage, we didn't know whether we'd lost equipment. Mm-hmm. We were worried about the stage sound and equipment. Um, we actually didn't make a call about cancelling anything until the morning, so we had some daylight time then to assess that gear. But it was, it was too risky for that gear to get turned on. Um, so, yeah. It was on the Sunday morning we decided to cancel the Sunday just around safety more than water on the ground or anything it was around mm-hmm. that gear and we just didn't want to put any of that at risk. No. Put the people at risk more.
0: Yeah and did how did the um, the acts react to that and how did you know your
1: campers and everybody? Yeah um, well I know there was some disappointment I think with everyone being there on the Saturday night they could see that we tried our utmost to keep it going. The only, I mean, the worst thing was that the major actor, who was Diesel, couldn't get to play on the Saturday night. But every other act played because I was determined to do it. but that, that So he was there, ready to go? He was ready. He, and he was amazing. Like, he's um, gone up a notch in my, uh, what's the word? Respect. Respect, um, his team, yeah. He was all suited up, ready to go on stage. He was going to do it no matter oh, what. so he was that close. He was that close. And then, yeah, we were like this, like it was coming in sideways. You couldn't protect the gear, even though we had like a real an odd looking I guess um weatherproof stage it yeah no no No, because that point at that point the lightning was really bad and we were just worried about we'd heard that a person had been struck by lightning um in this same storm a few hours earlier at Dungold. okay right and we were like "Mm, okay you know yeah no (laughs) I'll start to pickle even when I think about it so we yeah we made the call to not to not do that um, but he, he was then fabulous. He got his good gear off, got his normal old gear on, helped us drag gear off stage. Oh, so and he really? He really got in and he said, I'll be back next year, like he said that last year as a promise. So, oh, wow. So that's yeah. pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's yeah. remarkable. So, um, And then as far as the campers went, it was bit difficult to communicate with all of them. We were doing it through social media, but if they didn't have their phone charged up or whatever, they didn't know that the event wasn't on. So we all went back in on the Sunday and the kiosk opened up and they had bacon and egg rolls and stuff. So we were able to spread the word personally to each of them, um, offered refunds straight away if they wanted the refund. You know, um, of course, apply and we'll, we'll give you the refund. And Yeah. But... Uh, what but was, I can imagine people would be quite understanding
0: because that's one of those things that's totally out of your yeah. They were fabulous. You can't if like, anything, anything about it, it built
1: a real family of support. Like they were like, oh no, you know, we'll you'll be back. and can see you again. We'll, we'll be, be, back. Know, be back next year. And yeah, it, um, yeah. So that it must odd. be a nice feeling. That it they've is got a that good feeling. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I know people are probably feeling a bit nervous about this year. Like, well, what if the storm comes again? But you know, we gave refunds. We did. It was actually the SES that said. You know, you can't go he on. You can't do it. Yeah. So you can't really go against what no, they say. Can't. <laughs> um, and we, had a, we have a risk assessor um, from Canberra that we contract with. He was right. on site. So it's it's not just us as a group of local volunteers making the call. Yeah, You know, we have the SES. We have this risk assessor that's good at his game. He works for the Canberra Folk Festival. So, yeah. so he's, you've got he's lots of advisors. It, yeah. yeah, you know what to do. You're not kind of left. So your
0: volunteers must be an incredibly important a part of your event absolutely
1: you couldn't do it without you can't do it no no so last year we had 160 or something it's ridiculous 160 volunteers you have to wrangle Mm -hmm. because you know you have rosters you know you might have six people on the gate but you also need you need six people on each gate on rotation you need another six backstage yeah, there's a lot of volunteers. So it's a whole really waste become a team.
0: massive event. I don't, know. Well, I don't think it's
1: massive, but oh, it is. It's a good so event. How many people do you think you get? or Would you get through the gate? To um, get in? We didn't really get proper counts last year. The year before we had four thousand and thirty something. So yeah, yeah, but. Uh, It's odd when you count event numbers for um, Destination New South Wales, it's not like there were 4,000 people there at any one time. Say you come on Friday, you come Saturday, you come Sunday, you'd be counted three times. Oh, right. So that's kind of how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not just a ticket or whatever. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people say that they're coming because it's not a packed-out, crowded event, that they do like the fact that it's still quite small. And it does have that lovely little sort of natural amphitheatre feel to it. Yeah. So yeah. wherever
0: you are you can see and
1: it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're all cramped into a space this wide back from the stage. You've yeah. got the whole Yeah, whole space to now
0: one in. of the questions I'd have to ask is why do you spell acoustic <laughs> as you do <laughs>
1: as we do and yeah. which is is it a-k-o-o-s-t-i-k correct so many people put a c on the end as you would expect um that was marcia burke's idea um mm. she's a bit of a crafty kind of woman and we didn't if she is and we didn't want it to just be acoustic music straight we didn't want it just to be acoustic guitars with you know, a girl or a guy on an acoustic guitar because that can be quite boring time after time after time. Time after, after time after time, yeah. But we didn't want it, again, to appease people right in the beginning. We didn't want them to think it was going to be a big, noisy rock concert. Oh, of course. So it was kind of a blend of the name to go, well, it's acoustic, but it's not quite just acoustic. There's a bit more to it. So it was just a way to say it's not going to be a big, noisy right rock festival. And give it that quirkiness to it so where you can, yeah. You can kind of go in a few different directions different so that we're not caught into a country or blues or... One particular genre, we try to be across everything. It's a bit of a fruit salad of music, really. It is. Yeah. And supporting local
0: talent is really important,
1: Yes, obviously. always has been. Yeah. Um, this year we've had so many people apply that we feel a bit naughty that we don't have as much local talent as we'd like. Um, we've probably only got four truly local acts. Um, yeah, so it's just that we're getting so much... Really high quality stuff from other places as so well. So people
0: are coming to you now. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, yeah, wonderful.
1: Yeah, we didn't even open artist applications this year because we just felt like you can't respond to everybody. And then if they've applied, they expect you're going to respond, of course, as mm. you should. Um, and we felt the year before we had so many people apply, we didn't even get to respond to them all. <sighs> yeah. So now we just totally get enough from people that just contact us and go. That's fabulous. Would you like us to play? Yeah. That's um, And that's what we're in the midst of doing now for. 2020. For the next one? Yeah. Oh, for the,
0: yeah. So you're sort of organising a year out?
1: Yeah. Um, what we would like to do this year is have our line-up at least half done um, so that we can sell tickets this year for next year. Yeah. And do you have an ultimate event or an ultimate wish list oh yeah for artists yeah i love paul kelly but oh yes you know (laughs) who doesn't and he'd be the that would be an iconic he'd be the biggest man in demand so of course i don't know if we'd ever get paul kelly but that would be a dream come true yeah Mm. so okay so if we can't have paul kelly (laughs) who would be your next (laughs) oh there is loads i love the waifs um Mm. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of those people now don't seem like they're so far out of our reach.
0: No, they don't um, actually.
1: I remember. I mean,
0: you've had Diesel. You've had um, JJZ. Z.
1: Yeah, he was he he was fabulous. <laughs> we were really thinking we'd love to get him back, but yeah, you, know, you can't always. Get... He'd come back because it was him that actually. Joe Camilleri, went... sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was him that went away and said to ross wilson you know you should do that festival oh, if the opportunity really? comes up so he then told that to us of course we applied for ross wilson and he said yeah i'll come so it's that kind of recommendation from one to mm. the other that you just that's just gold like yeah um so it's nice that you're getting that musician to musician of that caliber yeah recommending the festival now yeah yeah so we do try to look after them we give them really good accommodation really good food <laughs> try to have all the sound just right you know <laughs> because you do they're they're your your future if you damage them then you've damaged your whole yeah so
0: backstage must be fun
1: yeah i don't go backstage it's not my thing right um my husband is backstage with another girl called jody jody does all the food and the catering and she's a foodie um and kev does all the schmoozing and chatting he must be in his element yeah (laughs) yes but yeah, that's what's important. You do have to get to know the now. This is
0: crew. Going to and he know
1: because he knows about music. Yeah, you know, he's not a faker. Like he, he'll know if someone's got a great guitar or you know. So that just starts all those music. Yeah, exactly. So they everyone feels very comfortable. Yeah.
0: Now this will be a very random question, Donna. Myth or legend? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know whether dragon played at? uh wingham showground in in the late 70s they played at wingham town hall town hall yeah it was so it's, it, it was it's my it's husband's yes. mate
1: that got them to come and play. Robbie
0: yeah, right yeah Robbie McHugh <laughs> it's a that's true it's a true story right and couldn't and couldn't pay them no they didn't get paid <laughs> <laughs> and that was when they were quite big they were huge yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's when they would have been at the height of their career yeah so yeah. okay yeah yep. I've heard that story several times but I it's all true it's all true it's
1: a long time ago I think Kevin was in year eleven. Yeah, I think they were all
0: only at school when it, when they did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: How they convinced Dragon to come? I do not know. And they did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Robbie McHugh's always had links in me. He has, yeah, because he acts like a rock star. So he does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he bought me actually a photo,
0: of one day of him and Mick Jagger.
1: Yes, <laughs> he is in Newtown. Mick Jagger apparently has cousins in, in Newtown.
0: Yeah, something really random like that. I know. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Okay. Then McJ- we'll have Mick Jagger one day. There you go. That's how and
0: you're Soon. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, after all this time, after 13 years, what have you
1: learned about the people of the Valley of Manning Valley? They're a really supportive bunch. Um, the fact that we can get so many volunteers to just come mm. forward and say they'll help out is amazing. I don't know whether you would get that in a city area. No. Um, I think they just love to help bring something to life, and even though it- it's. Maybe out of their comfort zone
0: for some of them because Wingam, you know, their biggest event probably would have been Beef Week.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the footy. Yes. Um, yeah, um, people just love being a part of it. It's a really nice vibe in our volunteers group. Um, I think at the end of it, we all get together and go, wow, we did it. You know, you're kind of always fearful that something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, a, it's a real thrill to. To do it so that's fabulous yeah I just think that really supportive community is amazing I, I I guess I haven't lived other places or tried that out anywhere else to see if you get that in other regions maybe you do but I couldn't imagine that you'd get it so that in the community city. feel like yeah. it pulls together for yeah. it yeah and everyone knows someone that gets someone else and, yeah yeah and everyone wants it to work yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's really not a lot of negativity like you'd expect that they're in the showground with all those houses around the edge and mm. we, we were quite noisy last year that there'd be a lot of complaints we did get one complaint um and i spoke with her and she was really understanding i think if you respond yeah
0: um, but a lot of and recognize that what the complaint is and it's legitimate for them and yeah, yeah yeah
1: um lots of other people have parties in their front yard and join in <laughs> that live nearby um yeah, it's pretty supportive to not have all those noise complaints and things that I know we could have had. That's wonderful. Donna, what have you learned about yourself doing this event for the last 13 years? Mm, I'm not very good at self-assessing. Self- you know have to ask someone else. <laughs> I am not the person to respond. I don't know. That's always a actually, really I, hard actually, one. Actually, I will say something. I've yes. learned that um, Kevin and I working together on it has really given us a real... Um, vibe of excitement like rather than me doing my day job and him doing his thing it's a real thing that we do together so I think it's really um, yeah we love doing it I think that's really I don't know I don't know what the word is but it's um, I don't know our relationship's been really so I it's guess stronger. stronger from it yeah yeah it's and really given us a, a joined commitment of what we have maybe seen
0: do. each other in a slightly different light yeah 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 All right, Donna, I'd like to thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Cynthia. It's been lovely. It's been lovely to be interviewed by you. You do it very well. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Donna Ballard is part of the creative force behind the Acoustic Festival 2019, and she's the first in the series Tales of the Valley the wonderful stories and personalities of the Manning Valley. Until next time, I'm Cynthia.